Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. All right. Welcome to Active Duty to Veterans, um, our first session. Okay. Excited? I know it may not sound like it in my voice, but it's uh, it's taken some time to to get this up and running and online, uh, mainly because of my own ongoing uh, transitions in the military, which is why it felt really uh, in line with me starting our first session with addressing uh, the topic of military transitions, okay? Um, My hope is that we'll have further on conversations about transitioning in the military and different trends uh, at different phases of different types of transitions in the military. But today we'll, we'll do the broad overview because, A, I've got limited time, um, and, B, to hopefully get some feedback from you uh, as uh, those who hopefully I hope these sessions will benefit and uh, to broaden our uh, discussion as well, okay? Um, bear with me as I'm still getting used to this format um, one of the reasons why we thought this format would be helpful is because if some of you are like uh, myself or you know someone like me, when you're going through different situations in life, to include transitions which are stressful just by the very nature of them, um, I need every avenue or uh, platform that can help me um, better digest, better process the, the experience that I'm going through. Okay, so... This format sometimes um, I've found is helpful because all I need to do is listen. I don't need to necessarily jot down notes or I can play something back and pick up on the notes that I wanted to jot down. But sometimes my concentration, especially in these uh, new sets of decades, I'm in my 40s. Maybe sometime later we'll discuss exactly what part of my 40s, but I'm more closer now to 50 than I was uh, some years ago. So... For me, I found that sometimes reading, my concentration is minimal. Uh, Sometimes looking at things, my eyesight, my vision is, well, let's say it's a work in progress, okay? Um, I like to keep things as positive as I can, even when I'm not feeling it. Um, Some of you may identify with that. And so listening sometimes is another format, is another venue um, by which I can still intake information, process information, and get some kind of um, uh, soothing resolution. Okay, so with transitions as it is, the topic of that, um, whether we're on active duty or uh, we're veterans or or just civilians or family members of military, we've all dealt with some form of transition in our lives. Um, I think from birth, we've we've dealt with transitions, really. And from my experience with military service, there comes a plethora of transitions. We don't know what we don't know. And this phrase that I've heard uh, so many times in my career, I've even utilized myself is a key factor to some of the stresses I think uh, impact our transitions. My takeaway from nearing two decades of military service is that the more informed and proactive we as service members are, the more we participate in our own rescue from the onset of our service to its inevitable conclusion. Now that may be separation, 
some versions thereof, going into reserve service or complete retirement or military um, uh, branches of service, um, medical retirement, which I'm personally experiencing, um, the better hopefully we and our families are to weather the impact of each of those transitions. Now, from assimilation, which is more commonly known, I think, in military circles as indoctrination into our various um, military organizations, sensual separation, no matter how prepared we are, there's usually the what we don't know factor. Um, sometimes we know what we know, and we some we really sometimes don't know what we don't know. And sometimes the what we don't know factor is because we bypass the information that's right in front of us because we think we already know. Um, because we've done some of these transitions or various iterations of them so often that we think we, we got this. And sometimes it's really because the aspect of the transition we're going through is not commonly discussed. And most people happen upon it, and most of us happen upon it, uh, myself included, when we're in it. Um, usually not the best time to really learn a process, not really the best time. However, sometimes that's how we, we experience and we learn about a transition. For me, what I've come to realize is the more known before and during any type of transition in the military from a permanent change of duty station to deployment to retirement, the less on-the-job learning or OJL needed for us and our families. So hopefully we'll touch, what we touch on will lessen your OJL during whatever transition phase you and your family members are currently experiencing in your military service journey. So ahead of time, I thank you for your service, and I wish you, be, and I, and I wish you to be blessed. So um, actually, as it happens real life, right, and as I'm speaking to you, um, there seems to be some transitions happening inside the, um, our home. Uh, so hopefully I'll, I'll be able to minimize those as we engage in our topic of discussion. Uh, sometimes I sound a little bit formal. Sometimes I catch myself. Um, that's probably still very much as some of my friends and colleagues and loved ones would say is the military in me. I sound like almost like I'm giving a briefing, even when it comes to my own life. Um, hopefully in due time that will take another life of its own post-military service. But I think it is what it is. You know, for right now, that's where I'm at. For right now, that's um, how I experience things, how I show up in the world. Um, and hopefully that will relate to some of you or somebody that you know. As long as the information, the core, the quality of, of, of the resource, you know, is helpful, that's what I hope um, will be your takeaway from our uh, different broadcast sessions. So with military transitions, when we first come into the military, uh, what I realize is, is that um, we have roadmaps. We, you know, pacing ourselves is not really required because the pacing is set by the leadership that's entrusted with uh, indoctrinating us, with leading us, with educating us about military service and military life. Not so much as we continue on throughout our service, be it whether we do permanent changes of station to another location or we, we are stationed uh, stateside or overseas. Now, what the military has put in place are sponsorship programs so we can have a better roadmap to those types of transitions Sometimes they're more successful, sometimes they're not. It just depends on where we're going, 
Um, the sponsors available, their familiarity, their stage in, in their service, whether they're incoming themselves, whether they're, they're kind of firmly planted in whatever location we're going to or they're outgoing and their minds are elsewhere because they too have to take care of themselves and their families. Now, what I find is really where we, a lot more work needs to be done is on the latter part, the end part, the conclusion part, the separation part. Um, there are many ways to transition the military. The saddest way is obviously um, to give the ultimate sacrifice. And for those who have had that experience uh, from in their families, um, I, I wish you peace. Now, if we are still uh, in some way, shape, and form alive uh, and functioning, we may experience transitioning from in the military in terms of separation, uh, retirement, medical retirement, um, or a transition to reserve duty. And then in between, we have Active Guard, um, we have National Guard. There's so many varieties of uh, ways that we transition the military, which is why I use the word plethora, because, you know, there's so many, so many. What I see is that the transition on leaving the military seems to be, for me, as I'm experiencing it, the one where there's less of a roadmap. Now, don't get me wrong, there are programs in place to help with transition. There's even a, a transition uh, department or section in the military, at least, um, I wanted, I'll speak to the Army side of it. What I hope is that I'll get other branches of service, some of my friends that I've met along the way or different branches of service to speak to what uh, transition looks like from their respective uh, branches. But I'll say that even the, the, at least from what I, my perspective, limited as it is only being an Army, that there, there is some instruction, some resources, there are some resources set out to help us to transition. The issue it, for me that I found is that those resources are often um, really stressed in a rush, uh, really when we're really literally out the door. And we usually um, learn and understand them, unfortunately, sometimes when we days, months, and sometimes hours after we're out the door. What I hope these discussions will do is educate us on things to be prepared for before we out the door so that we maximize and we make our transition the most effective. One of the key things, one of the key things I, I suggest, um, whatever transition you're going through, is to pace yourself, okay? The pacing, like I said, um, from my observation, when you first come into the military, is decided by the leadership around you, uh, your trainers, your instructors, your leaders, all of whom have a timeline and they help to educate you about military service. The pacing when it comes to either moving to a new location, to deployment, and even deployment is kind of paced by the unit and, and what the mission is and, and how many of you are going, uh, how many of us have gone, uh, how many of us are already ahead so that they can tell us about what to, to expect. Um, the transition to depart the military completely, to become a civilian, if you will, once again, that one requires... Uh, as much ahead planning as possible. So if you're thinking about it, if you're nearing it, if it's being decided for you, unfortunately there's voluntary and involuntary separations in the military. Um, I shouldn't say unfortunately, it, it is what it is. Um, if you're facing any of, any of those circumstances, first thing I would say is pace yourself. Identify which type it is you're facing and pace yourself. If you're transitioning out of the military either to the reserve force or to civilian life, to either involuntary or voluntary separation, to retirement, medical retirement, what I would advise is to start as early as, as the, at the onset of that knowledge is to identify 
what your current status is physically, mentally. What is your family situation? Do you have children? Are you caring for um, a parent like I am? Do you have children or a child with special needs like I have? What are their needs? Because all of those things will factor, all of those circumstances will factor into how healthy your transition is. Um, please don't take that for granted. Please work on, on identifying your needs. Be selfish in a way because the more you are aware of what you need and then also aware of what your family needs, um, the healthier of a transition you are likely to have. The healthier of a transition I'm realizing um, in some instances I could have had at the onset. Um, I don't regret my journey because it's it motivated me to share some of these insights with you. It's actually motivated me to see um, the need for this type of forum um, to, to help educate us as a community and empower us as a community to help us participate in our own rescue because, uh, it, you know, the expectation that we to have, um, which I think I had at the onset of my transition, once it was clear that that was going to be a factor, that I would have as much information and guidance as I had entering the military, um, for me, uh, turned out to be not so. Um, for whatever the reason, I think maybe in, in, in future sessions we'll be able to maybe identify it a little bit better, but I realized there was less of that type of straight-up roadmap or guidance for me. So identify what your family's needs are. Identify what your needs are. What I would also advise is if you're not already, um, do some family counseling, whether it's through Military One Source, through your family, Military Family Life Center. Um, find some adequate professionals that can help you work through transitions because no matter how well-prepared you think you are, how well-prepared I thought I would be, um, there's usually something in there that that we're we're not yet clear on, and by having these objective professionals um, assist us, even if it's just to find out you don't need their assistance, that you're good to go, you and your family, utilize those resources. If you find out that you and your family have it all in check, great. But just in case, reach out to those resources, to those professionals, and, and just kind of have them maybe do an objective tweak for you. Because there's a lot of stressors, whether you have school-aged children, um, you have an aging family member or parent that you're taking care of, what their needs will be, depending on where you're relocating to. Are you staying put? Are you in the home that you're going to be retiring in? Will you be transitioning? Are jobs a factor? Are you married? Are you single? As a single parent, there's other concerns um, that I have to factor in as opposed to maybe being uh, married to a civilian or married to another military service member. Uh, when is your move taking place? Do you have input in your in the timeline of this transition, or is it being made for you? What is your current medical situation? Okay, what is the current medical situation for your family, and what is your current medical situation? Because what I've come to realize, especially for me, um, decades, decades later in, in service, my body has in, incurred a lot of wear and tear. What that has meant for me is uh, the need to really um, reinvigorate my mental health. And I use the word reinvigorate because I think to, to a degree or to one degree or another, we've all have needed to reinvigorate our mental health. Some of us are more aware of it and some of us aren't and some of us don't care to. And that's also a choice. Um, I paid attention to my physical health because it, that became the more painful, more pronounced um, factor in my life from 
of surgical um, requirements to chronic pain uh, to fatigue. I didn't realize that I, the energy that I had in my 20s or even in my 30s was not going to be the same bottle of energy that I would have in my 40s. And I suspect may change again in my 50s and on, depending on my, uh, you know, long live my lifespan. So I would, I would heed you to take, take a look at that. If there's therapeutic needs that you'll need ongoing, because some key things that I found, and I have limited time remaining because this session is much as 30 minutes right now that we have, um, seems like a lot. Uh, I'm already down to about uh, less than half of those 30 minutes. If you are transitioning from the military and you're staying where you're at, you are blessed to be able to continue on with the doctors that you have until such time as your status changes to uh, veteran, retiree, etc. But if you are transitioning to to another location from where you're currently stationed, you need to ensure that you, um, if you are taking certain medications or still need certain medications, please ensure that you request a 90-day prescription and fill the 90-day prescription from your current uh, uh, provider. Find out if you can do a family pharmacy transfer of your prescriptions from the current pharmacy that you are you you are at at your military location, if it is, to a pharmacy near to where you are relocating, if you're relocating near a military base. Find out what that pharmacy is, their contact information, and start finding out what their requirements are for you to do a pharmacy transfer so that you can still get access to your prescription. Something I have had to learn the hard way, painfully so, but what I consider with God's blessings that I was able to get help from some very caring, um, a very caring um, uh, nurse uh, provider to help me learn that along the way. Um, also, if you have therapeutic needs, find out how you can effectively consider con continue your therapeutic sessions if you're relocating to a different region from where you're currently at. For example, if you're on the West Coast, you are most likely covered by United Healthcare West. However, if you move to the East Coast like I have, you are now, depending on what part of the East Coast, for example, for me, I've, tra I've moved, my family and I have moved to TRICARE South. Well, my therapeutic treatments and my providers that were covered under West will, are not the same as the ones on TRICARE South. And because I'm in a lease status, TRICARE South does not have a unit at this time to assign me to. And therefore, all my requests for treatments or providers are pretty much stuck on the West Coast side. Um, now, I'm going to go more into that in a future session. I'll break that down. Um, for me, I'm experiencing um, a military medical retirement, which ironically enough coincided with my actual retirement year. What I would say to you on that, and I'm touching on some subjects as, as, those, uh, as we, we, we touch on them. I'm touching on them as we touch on them. That sounded like a double oxymoron. But anyway, I'm touching on them as we, we come to them because there's so much to cover in transitions. But if you are like me, know this. Um, if you have never heard of this term or if you're going to, about to hear this term, um, continuation of active duty which is also known as a COAD. If you are facing a military ret uh, medical retirement, please check with your PEBLO, your physical evaluation board liaison officer, or any member in your, in your chain um, about uh, a request for continuation of active duty to your 20th year. Why is that important? Because your benefits are impacted. There's something called concurrent retirement disability pay for which you're only eligible, as I have learned, 
once you've met the 20-year threshold and also have a certain um, Veterans Administration rating. Now, we'll touch more on that in detail at future sessions. Why is that important to you? Because your benefits are impacted. Your expenses can be impacted in some cases, and you need to reach that 20th year so that you are fully eligible for that concurrent retirement disability pay. Now, are there waivers possible? I'm still learning about those. What I know from my particular circumstance, I have come to learn that even though I'm short some weeks uh, to my actual retirement date, I'm still eligible for to request that um, continuation of active duty until my 20th year, which would take effect 77 days from the date of current date of retirement that I've been given. Why is that important? Well, listen, if you are like me or you know someone like me who has some physical impairments, some treatments that are needed, you're not in the same shape to go straight into another job or into another career for, let's say, after your service. You need certain treatments. You need time to recover, to regroup, to reinvigorate your mental health. While that time is taken, your salary has now been cut. So every benefit you can get from medical um, coverage to expenses, you need, I need. And the requirements to receive those benefits, you need to know about. So I will touch on the co-ad in a future session, but I wanted to really stress some of those key things. If you are medically retiring, check on co-ad your eligibility, which usually starts at 15 years and up. Um, if you are separating and or retiring, just mainstream, look at your medical records. Request your medical records to see what ailments you need to address, what conditions you need to address while you're still on active duty so that it can help in your claims condition with the Veterans Administration. If you are an OEF, an OIF vet, or have been any part of some type of combat deployment, please make sure that you check with the OEF and OIF center nearest you. VA has set up these centers to help us in our recovery, provide us with medical assistance and medical care, in some cases dental care based on your Veterans Administration rating. You need to know that these services are available to you because what I have found sadly so and tragically so, there's so many of us that aren't aware of these services and that go, that go homeless, that are at the mercy of just whatever limited information we have and as a result, feel even more frustrated. And if, if you're like me, dealing with PTSD, dealing with anxiety, um, migraines, um, physical, chronic physical ailments that sometimes feel so debilitating, you need to know that there's help out there. You need to know that you're not alone. You need to know that there's, there's opportunities for you to get support, to get shelter, to get access to um, medical care without high cost to your pocket. You need to know there's, there's associations out there and help to assist you with your medications so that you stay current on your medications. You have nurse case managers that can assist you. If you have a child with special needs, um, besides, in addition to the exceptional family member program, your nurse case managers can also help you with the transition for the needs of your child or family member with special needs through TRICARE ECHO, which is a special branch of TRICARE deal to address and deal with the resources needed for family members who have um, exceptional needs. For example, my son has autism. 
with that special need comes a variety of treatments and therapies that my son needs um, that maybe a mainstream family may not be aware of. But if you have a child with delayed developmental delays and or autism, Asperger's, um, Down syndrome, and of a whole variety of course of other develop, um, special needs, please reach out to your nearby uh, United Healthcare if you're in the West Coast or TRICARE because there is a section called TRICARE or United Healthcare ECHO that can assist you with support even as you're transitioning. Um, the Exceptional Family Member Program can also help you as you transition, whether you stay in the area that you're in or you transition to another area, to help you establish the right providers and resources in your new location. Now, I've said a mouthful, and I probably said it at a pace. I'm told I speak really fast, but to me, it seems like a regular pace. Um, probably some of that island uh, cultural upbringing and or Brooklyn, New York, bringing to those of you in Brooklyn, New York, you may understand what I'm talking about or you've been told the same thing. But know above and all else that there's help out there. There's resources. Now, if you need to reach out to us here at Active Duty to Veterans, our email is active to duty to veterans, ad to vets at gmail.com. Again, A as in alpha, D as in delta, the number two, vets. V as in Victor, E as in Echo, T as in Tango, S as in Sierra at gmail.com. Feel free to email us and let us know what you, what's on your mind, what part of the transition you're going to, what in this current session that we discussed that you'd like more information on. My hope is to have um, some of my battles that I've met along the way that have become extended family um, do some of these sessions with me and also expand the platform to video uh, platforms as well so that it affords us a more interactive format to address some of your questions, your concerns. So key again, I want to iterate, pace yourself, identify what you know, seek out the help of professionals that can help you identify what you don't know and, and, and to better prepare for those things and, and to find the resources that will help you with good or better solutions for what you thought you knew and what you didn't know that you didn't know, if that makes any sense. And most of all, pace yourself. Trust in your own intuition. Um, transition, I found, uh, is going to happen, whether you're ready for it or not. But there is a way to be, to be ready for it. Um, there are support systems out there. There are support groups so that you don't feel alone, so that if you're dealing with anxiety or it feels like an anxious experience, that you can at least taper, if not dim, uh, diminish or altogether remove that anxiety. I'm still going through it. I want you to know that I'm, I'm a work in progress myself. Um, that said, this is also another form of maybe helping me help myself by helping and maybe sharing with you what I'm learning uh, through my on-the-job learning. Okay. So again, where, at whatever place space you are in, in the uh, service of your military journey, I thank you for your service. I wish you a blessed journey, you and your family and your loved ones. Know that there's help for you and your family members. And in future sessions, we hope to break down some of those aspects of transition, not just what pertains in general to all armed forces, but not just for Army, but for all branches of service, and how to really enter each of those phases as prepared as you possibly can be 
And then we hope to be there for you to identify what else we could factor in um, as you experience your unique military transition so that we can then share that with those that come after you and that that are in the same space as you. That was a mouthful. And to be honest with you, even that is, I'm I'm fatigued. Um, I hope to be transparent as possible because I think sometimes in the military we, we tend to wear a mask. We, we put on a uniform, and even out of uniform, we are so embedded in that mask that um, we don't show our vulnerability. But I'm learning it's okay to be vulnerable, even as we serve. It's okay to identify your vulnerabilities. It doesn't make you any weaker. It doesn't make you any lesser than. And it doesn't devalue your service because you identify some vulnerabilities. In fact, it may give you the nourishment you need to to go through your service, to go through your journey even better than you realize. In our vulnerabilities, strength. I don't always feel like that, but I know that to be true for me. And I hope it can give you some solace, whatever aspect of the journey you're going through. And if you're just entering the military, know that uh, it is a unique journey to its own for you. Embrace it and may it really broaden your horizons. And again, I'll say this. Thank you for your service. And I wish you blessings throughout your military career and blessings to your family because none of us do this alone. Our family... our family members, be it our biological family or those along the way that we incorporate into our extended family, are holding with us make it possible for a successful journey. Be blessed. Until we speak again. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.